Alright, oh, you've got three lights. Yay! Alright. Uh, previously on D&D, y'all made your way to Carthal, capital city of Carthalia, uh, where you uh, picked up a room uh, at the Silver Cauldron Inn and immediately kind of spread out into mischief. Uh, 88 found a uh, listing for a at the job board that just said, Missing Gollum, please help. Uh, and so after a rainy day, uh, you all decided to go check it out. Uh, but not before Brindley summoned an alligator at the Silver Cauldron, scaring away all the customers and irritating the barkeep. <laughs> Listen, how was I supposed to know? <laughs> So she did. Uh, she did pay pay for the damages, and the barkeep seems to have forgiven her at least a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so you headed off into the inner city, uh, popping by an apothecary on the way to sell some giant parts y'all had, uh, and making your way to the home of one Darius Bartrand Silberbrand the Fourth, a uh, kind of eccentric, reclusive um, artificer who had made some. Uh, clockwork golems, uh, the most recent of which had been stolen from his house. Um, you discovered that uh, each of the golems has a control wand that uh, it's a little, which is a little handheld magic item that lets you uh, control, you know, uh, give orders to the golems. Uh, and whoever had taken it uh, had come in at the middle of the night, found the control wand, and left with it. After some investigative work, y'all determined that the golem was taken by some uh, a group of uh, kind of scavengers uh, named the Junk Punks. Uh, everyone was a real big fan of that name. Everyone loved it. Said, "Great world building, Chris." A plus. Uh, we're we're going to write tales of this world building someday. Uh, and then you made your way to the junkyard. Uh, where they where they are at, uh, there um, <laughs> uh, there you um, uh, met the uh, met the head of the junk punks, um, a, a, a goblin named Weld, uh, uh, and in a tense negotiation, uh, a uh, magical bazooka was pulled, an offensive spell was cast. You all got blown up a little bit. Uh, uh, but uh, Weld um, Weld conceded that he knew where the golem was uh, but that he would only give up that information in exchange for an arcane core a magical device uh, uh, that is created at the university uh, y'all powwowed about it a bit uh, and left without coming to any sort of agreement um, and that's kind of where we left off you we were uh, pursuing our a few different routes of getting this done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, it is the 19th of planting. It is a sun's day. You're on the north side of Carthal, uh, maybe a block or so away from the big scrapyard. Uh, what do you all do? It's, it's mid-afternoon, getting into evening. Do we want to head back to the house and see if he just happens to have an arcane <laughs> 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 around or knows where to find one. 
I, it's worth asking. Or no, we, go who might, we need to give find them and sell them, maybe for cheaper prices. Mm -hmm. Yes, you did. Uh, you gather that the uh, the value of one of these arcane cores is roughly fifteen hundred gold pieces. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 And we're getting two grand for this one, and a thousand each. A thousand each. A thousand each. Okay. Yeah, so we'll make our way back, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so you're heading back to Darius's place? Yes. Mm -hmm. Alright. Uh, you walk down back into the inner city. Uh, down through uh, the old, old town into just the edge of the noble district where Darius's brownstone-esque residence is. Uh, you knock on the door. Mm -hmm. uh, from the uh, from the water fountain next to the door, you hear a voice say, uh, uh, "Yes, who, who's there?" Us again. Yeah, it's Brindley and Nephus and eighty-eight and Glenn. Oh, oh, oh! Yes, 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 yes. Oh, you must have my golem. Excellent. So quick and efficient. I'll be right there. <laughs> uh, all right so uh after a minute or so a um one of the uh, one of his colloquial columns opens the doors and gestures inside towards the sitting room uh where you guys were just a few hours ago uh in fact the um the plate of meats and cheeses and stuff they left out is still there uh along with your empty glasses of various uh, beverages that he'd poured for you. Um, uh, Darius uh, rolls in and says, uh, oh, um, oh, uh, I see the four of you are back, but I, I do not see a clockwork golem. So presumably you've all encountered some sort of stumbling block or perhaps are just here to update me on the progress of your adventure. I'm, I'll have to admit, I'm not quite sure how this usually goes. So um, I mean, both? Well, yeah. It was definitely a stumble. Well, uh, do, do come in and sit down. Um, I can get a fresh plate of meats and cheeses, uh, perhaps, and uh, more drinks. Same thing you had earlier today. Scotch for you. Um, uh, iced tea, water. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Sounds good. What did he give yeah. us before? He gave us something cool. Um... <laughs> Uh, well, he gave, I think it was uh, a very fancy scotch for Nithis and uh, wine? No, it wasn't wine. Oh, mint, mint juleps. It was mint juleps. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So he uh, he reaches into his pocket and says, uh, and says, but be a dear, and um, uh, meats and cheeses, mint juleps, and um, some more of the scotch that you opened earlier. And the uh, golem kind of clicks and roars and bows and then exits the room. Uh, so, um, you're, you're back um, in my house. Um, what what news bring you with? What news do you bring with us, with yourselves? Well, it was stolen by the junk punks. Excellent! So you, you know who has my golem. You can go retrieve it from them, yes? No, no. No. You need to let me finish. They don't have it anymore. Who did they say had it? I they, didn't. they didn't. 
It didn't. That was oh, that was the information they were going to trade you in exchange for. They arcane. know who has it, and they won't give us that information unless they get an arcane core. Uh, oh, an ar arcane core. Well, uh, I mean, I'm. You know, looks at you all. He says, "I mean, do you have an arcane core? That would be quite improbable." <laughs> no, we don't. They are. They are, in fact, quite volatile. Uh, not something you just carry around. Do you know where we could get one? Oh, um, well, uh, I, I suppose, um, I don't know if they just sell them to anybody, but yes, you, you could, um, uh, I have a, a professor friend of mine, yes, at the university, somebody, I, I, I frequently um, write letters to and from, and uh, we discuss our ideas together, uh, you know, he, he's an artificer, and of course, you know, I, I built my golems, uh, but, uh, yes. Um, oh, yes, yes, the name. Yes, you probably want the name of the professor. Yes, that's uh, Professor Winters. Uh, Simon is his first name, but I mean, I, I, can, I can call him that because we're quite familiar old chums now for several decades. But uh, Professor Winters is probably, probably what you should start with, uh, at least for the first few decades. Understood. Mm. When it comes to actually purchasing the arcane core, um, are you willing to do that in order to get the information? <clears throat> um, how does this usually work uh, with detective agencies and the like? Do I take it out of the money I'm gonna pay you? No. It's kind of like a ransom. You still pay us even though they're ransoming your golem. Oh. So you've come to me for money, then? Is that what this is? Come to you to see are, if, you if spend there the is any sort of direction in other yeah. ways or whatever. Just telling it. you what the thing, uh, options are right now. Or if there's some service we could provide to Professor Winter that they might want to, to exchange uh, for, for the Arcane Core? Uh, well, um... That would be a matter for Professor Winters. I tell you what, um, uh, you meet with Professor Winters if he's willing to impart with one of his valuable arcane cores with you. Uh, I suppose I, I suppose that would be a small price to pay to get my beloved uh, Gollum back. So um, yes, yes, if you want to, you want to go talk to him about the arcane core, uh, you can send the bill to me. Okay. Cool. Oh yes, here, here, here's Bet right now with, uh, uh, and one of the gums comes back in with a, another plate of meats and cheeses and more drinks for each of you. Yay! <laughs> Do you think Winters would be open to negotiation, haggling, or is that uncouth in this regard? What, what, what is this haggling you speak of? Yeah, never mind. I think you just answered my question. Is it like a dance? No, it's where. Fifteen hundred, and we say a thousand, and then we meet at the end. Oh, negotiations! Oh, um, no, I probably wouldn't do that. Okay. Haggling. What a fun word! I'm gonna. Add, that is my word of the day. I've learned a new word today. Can I ask something really quick? Yes. So let's say you wanted to get an arcane core. What would you do with it? Say, if you were a bunch of 
good question. People who live in a junkyard and <laughs> like to shoot fireballs at people. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I mean, the arcane core is a is a magical a magical device of many uses, but mainly powering things. Um, you know, if I had some sort, I mean. I mean, if I was building a bulkier golem, I could I could potentially power it with an arcane core or some sort of um, magical conveyance, uh, um, or perhaps some sort of uh, oh oh. If I was going to create a large scale revivica- revivification machine, I might use an arcane core for that. You could make a revivification machine. Well, when I say revivify, I, I don't necessarily mean bringing back to life, but, um, you know, if I was to infuse a corpse with magical energies that gave it the false semblance of life and, that- laughed, and laughed in the face of death, and, you know, something like that, yes. So necromancy? Yeah. Well, that's just one of many applications for an arcane core. It's very malleable. It actually has all eight schools of magic inside of it. Yeah. What if you were mainly concerned with just going very, very fast? Well, yes, I suppose an arcade core could help with that. If you put it in some sort of magical, uh, magical alacrity machine, yes. <laughs> Did and they mention going fast? Didn't they? Didn't didn't the information we find on them say that they would like race around the city and stuff? Yeah, they they they, uh, they they make all sorts of um, jalopies and stuff. All sorts of stuff out of the out of the things. Yeah, some of them are machines that like move them around the city, fast hmm. speeds. Uh, they're they are a little bit of what we call adrenaline junkies, as evidenced by Weld's introduction of surfing down a pile of garbage on some sort of magical device he made. <laughs> Well, I suppose we'll have this dinner and then start over tomorrow. Because you said it's evening, right? Yeah, it's getting into the evening, yeah. Well, and I imagine, I imagine you look like death warmed over. And Brindley's not much better. Yeah, Brindley's in bad shape too. So, if Darius has noticed your condition, he has not let on any sort of. <laughs> yeah, I have four hit points, so yeah, going well. All right, so um, uh, as you eat your meat and cheese plate and uh, <laughs> uh, drink your beverages, when you get near the bottom of it, uh, Darius as well. Um, is there anything else you'd like to update me for, to update me on? Um, no. I think so. Have you had your fill of um, snacks? Oh, yes, it was delightful. Thank you. Yes. We'll get out of your hair. That's <laughs> great, great tea. <laughs> Thank you for the scotch. Yeah, yes, yes, um, of course. Thank you for your assistance in retrieving my, my golem. Uh, do come back with him. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Leave close taste. And with that, uh, he has a golem see you out. Uh, the door shuts gingerly behind you. Let the door hit you on the ass and way out. <laughs> okay, then we just go back to the um I don't know what our inn's called. The inn? The Silver Cauldron. There you go. 
I was just looking for the word in. Second, <laughs> <laughs> you're so warm and so sweaty. All right. Um, on the way there, do I see any sort of like um fabric stores? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I want to stop at one on the way. Mm -hmm. And I want to find maybe about seven feet long and about foot wide swath of fabric to buy. Nice one, maybe like pink with polka dots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what what material do you want? Um, just like a nice uh, cotton. It's fine. All right. Um, yeah, you're able to find a, an upscale uh, fabric shop. Uh, get a uh, seven seven foot by one foot swath of polka dotted pink fabric. Uh, percale cotton, blend cotton, uh, uh, and uh, I'd say it probably costs like I don't know, like a gold piece. All right. Uh, I think whoever helped me in the store, and I give them a gold piece. Like as an extra one, as a tip, or just like? No, the. Gotcha. <clears throat> I thank you for your business. Okay, Ali. <laughs> All right. So, uh, a um, swath of fabric richer. You all head back to the silver cauldron. <coughs> Uh, as you're as you uh, get back through the outer walls, uh, back into the kind of edges of the city, about a block or two from the tavern, um, there's a couple of beggars in the street uh, singing like a, a song together, and then with like a, I guess not beggars, not the word, a busker, you know, ah. with mm -hmm. a box in front of them, uh, singing a kind of mournful tune. Um, Though it's, they are both quite good and harmonize with each other well. Looks oh. like five bucks in D and D land. Uh, like five copper. Okay, I'll give him. Well, I guess I'll give him a silver, mm -hmm. and say, keep up the good work. Uh, they uh, they uh, kind of give you a little bow while still singing. I. Kind of as we walk past, I'll kind of hum along in a harmony or try to with them. I'll keep an eye on my on my spot. Your character is such a Karen sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh no, I'm driving through the bad part of town. Better roll up my windows and lock the doors. Yeah. <laughs> sir, why are you talking to them when they're street people? <laughs> All right, so you make your way back to the Silver Cauldron, uh, and the uh, innkeeps looks at you, um, uh, Gwen, and says, "Oh, good. Uh, you, uh, I thought you were going to flake out tonight." I thought I paid for the actual night because I didn't know if we were going to be back. I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Well, I must have thought real hard about it. <laughs> so I'll get up and uh, I think I'll probably dump whatever stuff I have in the room and then mm -hmm. and then uh, get to performing. All right, so um, you all are served dinner, uh, 
And uh, go ahead and roll me a performance check. Ooh, guidance. What does guidance do? Yeah, you get a roll a d4 and add it. Oh, cool. All right. Ooh. Nineteen. Oh wow. And what do you what 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 do you perform like? What do you perform and and what style like what like what medium do you perform it in? Well, I I think my little loot my little loot performance. Um, and actually, I'd, I think I'd kind of do a little bit of a, a riff on the song that we just heard out of the Buskers. Um, it wasn't, were they playing and singing and stuff or were they just? They were just singing. Okay. Well, I'll try to do a, I don't know. What do you do with a loop? Do you do chords? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just imagining like kind of, yes. kind of winging it singing the song and, and doing it a little bit, making it up as I go along. Noodling. Noodling. But not like, not like picking so it's real complex, but just kind of strumming. Come on, I'm wanting you to serve the cease and desist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. D&D copyright laws. <laughs> uh, well, it is, it, is, it is actually pretty full. Uh, tonight as it is kind of the Friday fantasy Friday of it all um, so you got a larger you got a large crowd and they soak it up they enjoy it excellent I'm going to get another fuzzy navel <laughs> you see a, a fresh uh, a fresh carafe of orange juice that seems to be there that, <laughs> that just wasn't there the previous night <laughs> Um, Is there anything anybody wants to do before bed that evening? Um, While we're eating dinner, I would like to, um, I just want to apologize to everybody. I felt like I was making the right call, and I'm sorry that you all were injured as a result of that. Oh, it's fine. Aren't they so fucking sweet? (laughs) It happens, you know. Yeah. Somebody points a cannon at you. I mean, we're adventurers, so it's going to happen a whole lot. <laughs> right? Yeah. I have a feeling like <laughs> Gwen would want to scold Nithis, but Sean doesn't have the energy for it. <laughs> I just don't have the emotional energy for conflict right now. <laughs> Why would you be upset about it? <laughs> because you say you're kind of annoyed by it. Yeah, I mean, adventurers would continually invade our home and slaughter um, my clan when when we first um, reestablished, escaped the influence of the dragon, or when the oh. dragon first died. So, mm. so reflexive violence is something that I'm just not not down with. It is good that you recognize you made a mistake. I don't think I made a mistake. I'm sorry you guys were injured because of my decision, but someone points a cannon at me again, I'm going to react violently. I'll do nothing was learned. (laughs) I I will mitigate the damages in the future for you all, but I'm not going to 
not react when someone threatens violence. In the future, um, why don't you just step, stand like 10 feet away from everyone else? <laughs> if Maybe you're gonna 40? like shoot at something. It's always best to spread out on the battlefield anyway. Okay, so if you get like that hankering to fuck shit up, um, just take a couple steps to the side. Well, it's not a hankering, it's a calculated decision to potential violence. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have another fucking evil. Um, as as uh, as you say that, um, you... are you actually having a fuzzy navel? Because that would delight Mimosa. me. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> uh, Gwen, the bartender, comes over with a mug of something for you, uh, and says, uh, uh, "From a fan." And he points to a uh, to a halfling woman at the bar who just kind of waves sheepishly at you. Um, am I, I don't know. I think I would probably go on, go over and, um, thank her for her kindness. And, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the show. She says, she says, that was just such a lovely performance. It reminds me, she says, of a song my dad sang back when I was a kid. Oh, well. <laughs> If you know it, I can I can try to learn it, and, and if you come back tomorrow, I can play it. She says, she says this is actually my um, my uh, third night here. She says watching you play. She says you're you're quite good. Oh, thank you. Renee is watching this with like Jane Goodall levels of observation <laughs> from across the room. Kobolds in the mist. Kobolds in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. She says, uh, I, I didn't even I didn't even freak out when the alligator was here last night. Uh, well, you're one of a you're one of a brave handful. She says, oh, I'm just a, a patron of the arts. Ah. Well, are you a are you a worshiper of challenge or or you just enjoy the two? Um she says no, she says that's never been my thing. She says, um she says, uh, I'm actually just passing through town, she says, uh, well. Here, I'm here on business for a few days, but uh, she says, uh, tonight's actually my last night here, but so I wanted to, you know, give you an appreciation, uh, show you a side of my appreciation for your, for your, your music playing. Oh, well, thank you very much. It's, it's, it's very flattering and, and, you know, I just, I do try to, you know, try to make everybody happy the, the, the way that, you know, I think Chalik brings a song to our hearts, so we, uh, we like to share with uh, with everyone around us. She says, "Well, that's wonderful." Um, she says, um, "Oh, I thought Matt was holding very still for a second there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was a profile picture." <laughs> and I was like, "That's a weird face to make, Matt, about this scene." And yeah. I was like, "No, it's just not, not Matt's face at all." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, she says, uh, she says, um, the rest of your friends there, she says, are you, are you, are you all, um, th they don't sing with you, she says, so are you, uh, adventurers, I guess? Um, yeah. she says, no offense, but I can't see why the lot of you would be together. 
otherwise. Yeah, yeah, we're um, you know we've 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 been together for a little while now, and uh, and things seem to be going well. So it helps to have companions on your travels. She nods. She says, uh, "I." She says, "The roads are dangerous." She says, "Too dangerous for people to go it alone." That's very true. Are you are you leaving with a caravan? She says, uh, she says, I, she says, um, she says, how long have you all been adventuring together? She says, you have the casual air of old friends. <laughs> I don't know. It's been like a week, right? <laughs> it's been, it's been three weeks. Okay. Well, on. We've, we've only been together about three weeks, but, uh, but we seem to have clicked. Oh, only three weeks. Wow. She says, are you on your way to pilgrimage then? No, I'm on my way back. We, uh, we had some adventures in New Haven, and, and now we're just off hitting the road to see what, see what happens. Gathering, you know, gathering stories, gathering songs. She says, well, you've truly made my evening. Well, you've made mine. And I give her a little toast and mm-hmm. sip the drink. She says, I'll tell you what, I'll buy the round for you and all your friends. She says, my appreciation for your music. Oh, I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she says, what do they, what do they usually drink? All? Um, <laughs> she says, obviously, I, I realize the Warforged probably, probably doesn't drink anything. Yeah. Uh, Nithis prefers whiskey. And uh, Brindley, just generally anything with a, with a light punch and, and, uh, and a fruit, fruit base. She raises an eyebrow. She says, "Refined palate, that's one." <laughs> yeah. And what about what, what are you? What do you prefer to drink? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think just ale. I'm, I'm a fairly simple creature. All right. Uh, she orders uh, whiskey, uh, whatever, whatever the the whatever she's having, and points at Brindley. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ale here for my finest ale here for my friend. Uh, <laughs> and she uh, grabs the glasses uh, and takes them over and puts them on the table. Uh, and, and then has uh, one for herself and says, "Well, oh, cheers." Oh, well, I, what, what, what's your name? I thought I thought I should introduce myself. I'm I'm Gwen. Oh, she says I'm I'm Walda. Walda. Well, it was very nice to meet you, and thanks again for the drink. Oh, she says, thank you for, thank you for three, three wonderful nights. I give her a, a little nod and sit my drink. And, All right, well, have, have a lovely night and have safe travels. Yes. Um, and she raises a glass to each of you and says, safe travels. And she downs her glass. Hey, and, you. Mm-hmm. and I will go away. <laughs> and she walks up. All right, so what do y'all do? I drink my fuzzy navel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, go to bed? Then probably go to bed. I have eight hit points. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's half dead. So. I'm not doing great. <laughs> um, that evening, I need um, Brindley, Nithis, and Gwyn to all make me constitution saving throws. What? 
Oh, I thought there was going to be something like that. Oh, Lord. We got, we got damaged in a junkyard. Ew. You said save? Oh, I was thinking of something from the lady. Saving I need um All right. So, uh Gwen um and uh Brindley, when you wake up, uh your vision is very blurry. Hmm. <clears throat> um Is it like uh, a dizzy blurry or is it just like my eyes aren't blurry? Like you just can't get your eyes um, you just can't get them to clear up, and like, like the uh, area around like the eyelids is just kind of crusty. Ugh. Gross. Um, <laughs> do we get like our hit points and spells and stuff back though? Yeah. Okay. I take a uh, a morning bath because I feel <laughs> super gross, and I just like lay a towel over my eyes. <clears throat> I will go check with anyone else because I'm assuming this isn't a disease, right? I mean, sure. <laughs> well, I'm immune to diseases, so. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, well, no, you're fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then I don't check with anyone else because I have no indication that anything is wrong. All right, so uh, it is, oh yeah, sorry, it is the 20th planting, I forgot I should say, it is rest day. So, <clears throat> I go down to breakfast, is anybody else down there? I'm not down there yet. I will come down for eggs, or an egg, I guess. Morning. Morning. Um, so. All right, so 88, uh, Gwen and Nithis, you all are there for about an hour, I think it sounds like, before uh, Brindley comes down. Yeah, probably. Uh, Brindley, when you get done with your, with your soothing bath and, and like eye treatment, your eyes are still blurry. Yeah. Okay. Welcome. Good morning, Slowpoke. I feel like poop. Oh. Is it from the fireball? I don't know. Maybe it was like burn my corneas a little bit. Maybe I don't know. Do we need anyone have like eye drops? I didn't pack any. <laughs> Fantasy eye drops. <laughs> Fantasy visine. <laughs> Uh, do we need to stop by a temple? Um, I doubt it. 
how, how mm-hmm. badly did I like have to put a hand in the wall to get down the stairs or they like accidentally sit with the wrong people for a second to get up and come over? Uh, you have a minus one penalty to attack rolls and ability checks that rely on sight. So however you want to interpret that. <laughs> no bueno. Do our eyes look really red or anything? Uh, I, I would say um, as she's sitting there eating breakfast, um, just uh, a tear of blood, like just kind of rolls down her cheek. All right, this escalates. Oh. We're going to yeah. right now. Wait, what? E- you need to look at my face in horror. What? As you as you look at your hand, you can just see like it's, there's just like a streak of red on it from when you touch your face. All right. Hey, yeah, this is fucking weird. Uh, I'm going to cast detect poison and disease. Uh, you have a disease. I have yeah. a disease. You guys have disease. <laughs> what disease do you have? I don't um, think it tells me. Does it tell you? I don't think so. Um, yeah, you identify the kind of poison, poisonous creature, or disease in each case. Uh, you have something called sight rot. Ew! Gross! Gross. Uh, Anybody that wants to, that can roll a medicine check on that. I do want to. I want to know what that is. Huh? What'd you say, Matt? I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) I got a 16. I only got a 13. Uh, So, Sight Rot is, um, you know, is a uh, infection caused by... um, uh, usually uh, by tainted uh, drinking water um, and usually people go blind within five days of contracting. Five days or hours? Days. Oh, okay. I will let the group know and say you probably it's probably something you drank. Um, if you'd oh, like, I, I, can, I, can, I can clear that up for you. I can also do it, but I don't know if I want to use the spell slot. I mean, you're half blind, and you're weeping blood. One of you. I, I don't know if I want to use it. I might just let you use it. <laughs> well, so yeah. Can, can you lay on hands for, disease? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I can cast lesser race for restoration. Well, use lay on hands, too. Oh, Does that work on, on disease? Yeah, I think it's two points to get rid of disease. Five. Five. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for knowing how to play my character better than me. <laughs> I will go. I think Matt knows how to play every character better than all. <laughs> yeah. I will. Matt plays too many role-playing games. <laughs> That's no such thing. There's no such thing as too yeah. <laughs> So I will go chat it, help her out, and uh, heal, the, heal the disease. All right. And then Despite the invocation, Chala kills the disease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my eyes trying to clear up. They clear up, yeah. No longer bleeding. Oh, that's, that's a relief. Was something you drank? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I don't, I don't know. Is it like a common thing in the area? No, I mean it would be something you'd you'd have to ingest it. You know, I mean mostly it's from. Corrupted drinking water. Maybe we should ask the bartender if there's anyone else that's reported anything. Yeah, that's super weird. 
Have yeah. you taken a real city that people would be getting? It's maybe, no, because maybe it's messier than usual. Do what? I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm just thinking out loud. Just considering words. <laughs> I will wave the bartender over and say, and ask uh, if anyone else has reported any coming down with any cases of sight block. He says, what? No, not from my tavern. This is a reputable establishment. Well, Brindley, you know, had it just, uh, it just cleared her up. He says, uh, so I don't know where she got it. She didn't get it from here. He says, I can guarantee you that. He says, all my, he says, all my kegs are certified, he says, by the uh, central a agency. Well, she was drinking, she was drinking, uh, Yes, yes, she was drinking fuzzy navels, I know. He says, pouring himself a glass of the orange juice and drinking it dramatically. <laughs> well, we also drank a bunch of stuff at Dennis? Dar Darius's. Darius's. True, we should help. Should check that. Also, how many days ago was it that she and I swam in the lake? It's been long enough that that's probably not a factor. Okay. Well, I mean, we got that cleared up. Should we head over to the university? Yeah, no time yeah. like the present. Let me see if Darius had any eye issues lately when we returned his um, automaton. Yes. So you head over to uh, through the inner city to the other side of the inner city into the university district, the University of Carthol, very old in educational institution. Um, uh, I'm assuming you're going to the College of Artifice. Mm -hmm. yeah, where Dr. Winters is? Presumably. Uh, I guess uh, Dr. didn't really give us directions, did he? No, he didn't. Uh, but however, the College of Artifice is easy to find uh, as there's just this sort of um, rainbow colored smoke pouring out of a cluster, <laughs> a cluster of buildings. Uh, Great. Um, it looks like it's like. Um, like like through chimneys. Okay. I'm like, does it look like it was intentional? <laughs> no, the whole, the whole university is on fire. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> It's burning. <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll go in there and see if we can find like a directory. Like an admin building? Well, I said go to like the artificer college and see just like walk into the building. Right. I assume it's so you get there. to the you get to the um, College of Artifice uh, and uh, the doors are actually all locked. Oh. It is rest day. Do we want to try knocking? Um, as you uh, as you're standing there, you see um, a young halfling woman come walking up, uh, mutters something at the door, and then opens it and starts to head inside. Oh, hey, excuse me. She stopped. She says, yeah, yes. Hi, we're we're looking for Doctor Winters. Doctor. Professor. Professor Winters. Oh. Uh, Okay. 
can you assist us or point us in the right direction? I, I mean, yeah. Um, let me just drop everything I'm doing. I mean, you could just point us. With no, no. She says it, it's okay. Uh, she says I'm just I'm just yanking your chain. Okay. She says, but no, for real. What? What? She says you don't look like students, so. We're here on behalf of Darius of the Long Name. Sorry. He's got too many names too. <laughs> she says, uh, she, she kind of steps out, uh, she shuts the door and uh, kind of comes over to you a lot. Uh, she says, look, I mean, we're like on the brink of war. How do I know you're not like Windhavian spies or something like that? Um, why, why would we do that? Why? Uh, because this place is full of valuable magical items that could turn the tide of a war. We don't want to go in. We just want to talk to a guy. You just want to talk to the, the professor of artifice, like this, the, the second strongest artificer in this, in this, uh, in this whole university. We, we, we want to take over, straight over to Prime Vicorian next? Like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't think any of us do. <laughs> We're here on behalf of, what's his name, Chris? Darius? Darius Bartrand, Silverbrand IV. That, Darius Bartrand, Silverbrand IV, because he had a golem stolen, and we need to talk to... Um, she says, I've never heard of him. Uh, I'm going to need you to make me a persuasion check. All right. Well, I'd like to interject. I'm like, do do you really think that some kind of super secret agents would be um, two humanoids, a forgeborn, and a and a kobold? I mean, we're not exactly subtle. She says that could be that could be exactly it. No one would suspect you because you're so obviously out of place here. <laughs> All right, so we don't want to go in. That's fine. Why don't you just tell him that we're here on? Because I mean, Darius said that they were on a first name basis and very good friends. And we've been sent to speak to him in regards to Darius's stolen golem. She says, so what'd you get on your persuasion check? 16. She says, you all are armed to the teeth. You can just murder him if I bring him out here. I said, go tell him that we're here. You don't, we don't have to see him. We don't care about your baubles. We're trying to complete a job. She narrows her eyes and says, okie dokie, and then heads back inside. Huh. I gotta say, I didn't expect that. How, how late, how long do we, do we wait before we realize that the grad student is just fucking with us? <laughs> I don't think she was fucking with us. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and not going to be actually getting the guy. Oh. I guess we'll find out. No. Uh, Amanda, uh, you has met a grad student who was very suspicious of your uh, <laughs> reasons for being here. Um, and uh, has said that she's going to go get the professor. Or talk, tell the professor that you're here. Uh, how long do we wait? How long? Well, I mean... I guess the question is, is how, how long are you willing to wait? <laughs> I don't know. 
10, 15 minutes, and then we check out the rest of the building, see if we can find another way in. Yeah, I don't I mean, know what that would be like. Well, maybe she doesn't know what she's talking about. We can always just loiter out front and wait for Artificer Security to come try to rouse us and have a different conversation. Matt, were you going to say something? No. Are you okay, Matt? All right. I mean, if we're just going to wait for security to show up, we may as well just plant it right here in front of the door and wait. After about 12 minutes, uh, the doors open up uh, and out walks a 60-year-old um, human man with a very, very pale skin. Uh, and he just kind of steps out and then like just eyes the lot of you and says, uh, he says, uh, Apprentice Periwinkle says that uh, you're some sort of spies here to assassinate me. Um, but I'm guessing that she's just have a, she's a bit hyperbolic. Um, <laughs> but that said, uh, she, she says that, you know, Darius, and uh, that was the only reason, I'll be honest, that I, I came out here to greet you. Um, but uh, I do, I must, I must ask, uh, what are the four of you doing here? Uh, why are you armed to the teeth? And what can I do to make you go? <laughs> so Darius is Gollum. One of them got stolen. Oh, um, he says, which one? Hopefully not, hopefully not Gimmel. That's Gimmel's my favorite. No, Dalit. Oh, the new one. Mm -hmm. It's quite. So it was stolen and we found the people who did it, but they don't have it anymore. And in order to get the information on who has it now, they want an artificer's core is that what arcane core? Okay. arcane core and dennis darius damn it has agreed to essentially pay the ransom for that information hmm. yeah. well that's uh well the good news is i don't think you're i don't i don't think you're windhavian terrorists here to steal all the artifacts because they're Surely come up with a better story than that, which means it's so outlandish a tale that it's probably true. Um, Do you see many Winhavian terrorists here? Uh, I mean, we are on guard all the time. Uh, they are on the edge of our nation, threatening to invade us. Why? He says this. He says these buildings are one of the highest profile targets they can target. All the artifacts. There is a noticeable lack of guards on your campus for that to be the case. He says we have our we have our ways and our wards. Okay. And some tenacious grad students. What's <laughs> that? And some tenacious grad students. Right. Um, he says. Uh, he says, and to that effect, he says. Uh, you can stand down. I don't think they're going to pose any, us any harm. Someone hiding in the shadows? Uh, no. Uh, six people take off helmets. Uh, you've been surrounded. Uh, they were invisible. Oh. Neat. Uh, and, they, and, they, and they just kind of nod at him and, and leave. Hmm. Those are pretty cool. 
putting the helmets back on and fading back into the ether. What'd you say, Matt? I stand corrected. <laughs> but he says, uh, come with me, come with me. Um, uh, and he says, uh, this way, not, not in here. Uh, <laughs> it's a silly place. <laughs> all right, so he leads you um, uh, away from the, uh, all the buildings that have the colorful smoke coming out of their chimneys uh, and takes you to a kind of nondescript squat building a few blocks away uh, and leads you inside and up a few flights of stairs and into a um, into an office that's about the size of a janitor's closet. <laughs> Very tiny. Uh, he says, he says, yes, well, that, this is what, this is what we get. Uh, <laughs> he says, have a seat and he gets with some chairs that are kind of piled in the corners. Uh, and he, he kind of, he kind of, um, nimbly and familiar, familiarly uh, navigates around a uh, desk that's taking up a uh, good chunk of the room and offers very little space to get around to the other side on it. I will remain standing in the hallway. I'll, I'll be paying attention, but I'm not going to try and cram myself into this rinky little office. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he, uh, he says, um, all right, so um, tell me more about this, uh, about this, uh, group of people that you want to give an arcane board? Well, along those lines, I'm still not convinced we should maybe do this. I, I don't mean, see another way of getting information. That's fair, but what other way? I said I don't think we should do it, but I don't see another way. So. Yeah, okay. okay. I thought you said I thought we could find another way. Yeah, I don't know how else we would do it. It's the <clears throat> junk punks. Very creative name. <laughs> oh, oh yes, I've heard of them. He says, uh, he says, n n not the best people. Um, no. He says, um, though, he says, uh, the, the tragedy being that with some formal education in places, they, have, they show great initiative and affinity towards such things. They have a cannon that shoots fireballs. Yeah, they do. He says, oh, he says, I was uh, unaware of, uh, of this. He says, that's, he yeah, says. that's part of my concern. Yeah. He says, um, well, perhaps, perhaps it would be best not to give such people uh, an arcane core. He says, um, oh, yes, he says, you, you, don't, you don't know what one of those are. Uh, he says, uh, let me show you. And he uh, casts a little spell and floating in the center of a room, uh, you see this um, uh, eight-sided, kind of like, you know, two pyramids stacked on each other's shape uh, with, uh, it's got, um, yeah, kind of like that, actually. Um, uh, and then on each each of the sides, it's got a little, um, uh, it's got a little um, copper, like a copper stud. There's so there's like one coming off each vertice each side of it. So there's four like of them. A battery. Uh, like so, like you did it like slots into something. Uh, the uh, the frame of it is made apparently of like a gold, and it has like kind of a filigree design that uh, mm. comes in uh, to the uh, that holds these uh, 
pale blue glass um, panes over each of the uh, faces. Uh, you see there is some sort of arcane symbol etched on each of the faces. Uh, and it sort of glows with a um, faint blue light. Uh, and you get the idea that it's about a foot and a half tall. Um, and, uh, oh, it's big. Actually, no, uh, foot and a half wide and about two feet tall. Are the symbols all the same? No, they're each one's different. Okay. Uh, so says, uh, it's very pretty. <clears throat> is it possible to put like a a remote stop, or have it so it could only be used six or eight times? Mm, no, there you go. Just put some sort of limit on it. Mm -hmm. uh, he says. Um, he says. Not not one of our arcane cores, he says, but um he says but if I if I if I'm uh, gathering what you're suggesting is that you'd like to create some sort of false arcane core given that it's a sort of deceptive tactic. I don't know that a completely false one would work. They might test it. They probably will test it. Yeah. Either that or some kind of tracking spell where we could Ooh, find yeah. it again later. We don't want to leave the object of such power in their hands, I don't think. Well, I mean, you all do have that tracking spell already. We do? Locate objects? You were using it mm -hmm. all last session. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. True. That's right. It would be a thing that we know we've seen now. Mm -hmm. um, he says now, um, he says there are some potential possibilities there. He says, now each of these do weigh about 40 pounds, so um, so it's not something that you can just nimbly lift off the table. So they would be, and they're all very small, so they would be at least somewhat restrained from moving it about the city. Is this the sort of thing that could, like, make a really scary weapon? I think so, right? Oh, he says, well, of course. It could be used for good or evil. And as a native of this town, are the junk punk typically weapon makers? Uh, he says, well, apparently they've created some sort of device that fires magic mist or fireballs, so. Uh, yeah, but you were surprised by that. What are they normally, what are they normally known for? He says, um, well, and he says, I mean, granted, they usually are on the north side, which is, I don't get up there too often, as you might imagine. Uh, but um, he says they're known for racing through the streets against each other on their magical contraptions. He says, uh, enjoying themselves and sometimes others in the process. But racing isn't really malicious. He says, uh, he says, Hence my surprise that they had a magical fireball device. Um, where's the nearest restroom? He kind of gestures and says, uh, down the hall, he says, to the left. Okay, okay, I'll be right back. And I'm going to go into the restroom. I'm going to lock the door and I'm going to cast locate object and see <laughs> if the wand is in the oh. the command wand is in the uh, call it somewhere. Uh, you did not detect it within a thousand feet. Okay. Uh, 
Okay, you can keep that up for what, like an hour? Yeah, an hour. Good thought. Mm -hmm. Is there is there some way to um, kind of fake this arcane core? Something that would be workable a few times and then and then stop working? It says, well, they do deplete, so we could give you one that was nearing depletion. Well, there you go. Does it visibly indicate that it's almost depleted? Um, he says there's no. He says there's no gauge. He says it's more of a all or nothing thing. So didn't they specifically say not to give them an empty one? Yeah, they specifically okay. mentioned that. So I imagine they'll be checking for it. Is there a way to check that? He says. Uh, he says, if you if you know your way around one, for sure, yes. Well, we have all these. What was that? Oh, I was gonna. I I said that I we have to assume that they do know how to use it because that's the worst mm -hmm. case scenario. Yes. How how would they have learned about these things? He says. Uh, he says, perhaps they found a discarded one. He says, perhaps, perhaps some uh, less scrupulous artificer sold them one. I mean, I mean, who knows? He or says, they sold one. They are apparently practiced thieves. He kind of nods. He says, that's very possible. So what's the worst that could happen if we give them one of these arcane cores? They Worst case scenario, they create some sort of device <clears throat> that goes very large boom and kill a bunch of people. Not ideal. And that's not even technically intentionally. Best case scenario, they drop it and break it and it doesn't do anything for them. Are they easy to break? Uh, he says, um, he says, actually, he says, Surprisingly so. He says if you shatter the glass pane, it, 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 one, of the, one, of the, one of the spaces of it, 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 uh, it, it just stops working. Does it explode or simply cease to function? Uh, he says it just ceases to function. There is a minor release of magical energy, but nothing harmful or destructive. Hmm. So there's an option. So maybe we get one that's partially depleted, get the information and then destroy it? As we leave? And then get fireball? Well, we'll have to make sure, we'll have to give it to them, get the information, make sure that the information is correct and then come back and, and, uh, and destroy it or take it back. We could also involve the local constabulary. They are admitted thieves in possession of a dangerous weapon. That is true. Mm -hmm. I, love, I love how that didn't occur to any of us <laughs> <laughs> until now, Matt. <laughs> That's right. We're actually good people. We're not <laughs> ruffians. That is an excellent point. Idiot. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. 
Yeah. And also, do we want them to like go and arrest them and then see if they can get any information while they're in jail, or do we want to like do a ruse and then they get arrested before they get the after we get the information, but before they get the arcane core or what? I think we want to give them the core, get, get the, the information, and verify that it's right first, and then and then we can report them. Turn them in. Then they're still unsupervised with the core for a while, and that's something I do not like. Doesn't it take a while to build something, though? Like, how quick? You probably have something already built, and they just need to pop it in like a battery, and then it goes. I think this is a very bad idea. We don't have any other ideas. They're probably making a big wagon. I was going to say, I think they're probably making a, a zoo. Yeah, they think they are, but it could also just explode because they have an idea of what they're doing, but not like, you know, actual knowledge. What if we go in and we kidnap the head one? Um, and then the professor says, you know, uh, I don't need to be privy to any of this planning or crime committing. So i tell you what, um, in, in honor of my friend Darius, I assume he's vetted you. Uh, so if you want the arcane core, 1500 gold pieces and I will procure you one. He said he would take care of the bill. He nods. Um, he says, uh, "He says, well, then, upon receipt of 1,500 gold pieces from Darius, I will give you an arcane core. So. And then if we manage to get it back, will you give Darius back his 1,500 gold? Is there, is there a refund policy? Huh? <laughs> How much money would you need if you were just to borrow it for, like, an afternoon? He says, if, he says, if you give it back to me, he says, I will, unharmed, and with its full magical potential still there, I will... I will give you back, I'll give Darius back his 1,500 gold pieces. That's fair. But now we have to go back to Darius's again. Yeah. <laughs> get the money, because apparently we didn't think to ask he says, uh, he says, I'll uh, send a paper bird to him right now. Okay. He said he was going to write a letter. <laughs> That's why we didn't worry about it. Right. He, pulls out, he pulls out a sheet of paper, writes a few things on it. The paper folds itself into a bird and flies away. Cool. So, have you heard any rumors of golems out and about other than Darius's? He says, um, those aren't really quite the things we talk about down in the teacher's lounge. What do you talk about down in the teacher's lounge? <laughs> he says, he, he kind of blushes and says, magic. Right. Research. Well, what's your favorite kind of magic? He says, well, I'm an artificer, so... Uh, well, I mean, like, specifically with an artificer. Can't have artificing without enchantment. You're welcome. He says, well, now, if you'll excuse me, he says, um, I'm sure uh, Darius will get back to me. He says, um, you're in a bit. Uh, so I'm actually very busy. Uh, so... Um, Perhaps, uh, perhaps come back in a few hours to pick up your arcade core. Or, or not, depending on whatever sort of 
chicanery that you've planned in the meantime. Huh. <laughs> Have we met? <laughs> Yeah. He says, you were just talking about kidnapping a person in front of me, so we, we have met. Uh, so, to be fair, he started the kidnapping first. So. Um, because 88 mentioned it, it does make sense. Maybe we go ask the constabulary if there's been any mischief with golems lately. Well, I think, should we take our leave and then we can have this conversation yeah, I, I figure we're kind of having it as we leave, okay. <laughs> as we travel. Because I mean, it, it's worth the effort to see. Maybe we'll run across something, so we don't have to give these little fuckers an arcane core. That'd be nice. Do you still have that uh, pendant? A necklace. Yeah. Yes. They can tell them we found that at the scene of the crime. Mm -hmm. And then they admitted to us that they uh, had had it at one point. Well, do we want to do that now or after we get the info? Well, we'll get them involved. I don't, I think that, I mean, we can just have them come with us and then arrest them right after we have the exchange. And then we'd have them in holding cells anyway. So we know how to find them. Because, I, I mean, if we leave it, them alone with the core, they could also just abscond with it. They ha might have something outside of the city or something like that. We could never see them again. I mean, we could just go to the constabulary and say that they shot a fireball at us. I'm sure that's probably against the rules. I don't know that we have much of a leg to stand on that one. Yeah. Aha! <laughs> no, I, I'm just thinking you don't walk in a day later and be like, these guys shot a fireball at us and you'd be like, right. <laughs> I think we go to the constabulary and, and see if there's any mischief with golems. This is a good idea. <laughs> All right, golem mischief. Which ward are you going to go to? Uh, start up north. Closest to the junkyard. All right. I wonder why Darius didn't contact the constablarian to begin with. Who's to say he didn't? How long does it take us to get there? All right, so uh, it takes you yeah, close to an hour to get to the uh, back to the north side. Um, uh, you head to the north uh, to the northern district's uh, constabulary op office. Um, uh, head inside. Uh, inside, you see uh, uh, there's like a couple of a uh, couple of humans in cuffs that are like cuffed to desks, uh, being interrogated by um, uh, you know various various stations being interrogated by constables. 
uh, in the back you see like a door that leads to holding cells. Um, and here, some ruckus from in there. Uh, just a general sense of busyness and chaos. Uh, a um, half-elven woman uh, with very big uh, spectacles uh, kind of looks up as you guys come in and says, uh, are you here to report or to pick up? Uh, we have a ghost. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, we had some questions about trouble in the local area. We're doing um, work for a private citizen on recovering some stolen property. Just as well, that kind of sounds like a report. So, uh, all right, what can I do for you? Okay, Darius. Snowball. Bumble bottom the fourth. Darius Bartran Silvergrand the third. I just fourth. <laughs> oh, I have third. That gentleman um, had a golem stolen. She says, a person with that many names doesn't sound that sounds like somebody who maybe lives in the inner city. Uh, did he file a report down there? He might have, but we tracked down the thieves and they're here. They're the uh, junk punks. Oh, she opens a file cabinet, pulls out a big folder, puts it <laughs> on the table. She says, what did, the, what did these junk punks do this time? They stole an advanced golem from this gentleman. And we went to look for it, and they've already given it to someone else. And, of course, they're extorting us for that information so that we get them something else. And we're hoping to get some sort of clue beyond their extortion so that maybe we won't have to give them what they're asking for. All right, so I've got extortion, theft, fencing, and yeah, what else? Breaking and entering. Breaking and entering. She turns around and says, Cliff, get over here. We got a 393, a 213, a 406, <laughs> and a 54 with the junk punks. And uh, uh, coming um, around the corner, holding a comically large size mug of coffee, uh, <laughs> you see this uh, large Aarakocra uh, wearing um, kind of a, a nicer constable outfit. Uh, does the mug say, I hate King's Days? <laughs> yes, it 100% does. <laughs> what was his name again? And if I was still giving inspiration out like that, I would, you would get inspiration <laughs> for that. His name's Cliff. Cliff. Uh, he takes a big sip and sits down in the mug <coughs> and says, uh, So I was breaking and entering, extortion, theft, and what was the other one? Fencing. Fencing. Uh, all right. He uh, checks it, he takes the sword out of the sheath, puts it back in. Let's go. Oh, wait, 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 wait. They still have information that we need. We're still trying to find the stolen property. Well, you can get it out of them in the holding cell. Also, they are in possession of a magical cannon that shoots fireballs. True. Yes, there's that. Huh. Because I'll be right back. He heads back around the corner. He comes back out wearing a cloak. All right, let's go. You really think they'll give you the information about where the stolen property is if you put them in a holding cell? He says, I 
He says, I, uh, I enforce the laws. Let's go. We should go with him. Yeah, let's go with him. <laughs> All right. He says, uh, 20 year veteran on the north side. He says, uh, well, 20 plus years. He says, you see all sorts of stuff up here on the edge of town. What is the strangest thing you have ever seen? <laughs> wow, you're picking up Brindley Hams. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he says, there is this group of kids. He says, managed to summon some sort of demon in their basement. Uh, he says, uh, yeah, that didn't go so great for them. Or for the demon. And he kind of stops. Or for my marriage. Oh no. Damn. How was your marriage involved? <laughs> was she the demon? What? No, no. Uh, she was she was my partner and she got killed, but uh you got killed? Oh, that is very sad. That's I, burying the lead right there. Well no, I mean she we brought her back <laughs> to life, but uh, but you know, after that she she retired, she retired out of her marriage. Oh, she was your cop partner. Okay. Well, and my relationship partner too. I mean, we were you said partner, and I just ex- I just assumed life, not <laughs> work. <laughs> he says, uh, he says, hey, every day you make it home from the North Ward. So that's the day we're celebrating. He says, and you can find out more in our spinoff series this fall on ABC. <laughs> <laughs> nope, we'll pass. <laughs> the Aracopra Broadcasting Commission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, like, so when people steal mechanical things and then they want to fence them, are there like known people that they tend to go to that kind of live in the shady underbelly of the North District and everyone knows about them, but nobody's able to pin anything on them yet, but we can maybe go talk to them? <laughs> He says, no, but that would be hella convenient now, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, he says, the straight, he says, I'll be honest, the fencing thing is strange. I've never heard of them fencing or something like this. Normally, keep their stuff and, you know, race it up and down the street. Well, those automatons move pretty slow. Um, so they probably can't race up. I mean, they could, but they lose. What do you think the chances are that? they lied to us about giving it to someone else and instead they actually just tore it down for parts. I think it's more likely that they were commissioned to steal it by someone. They don't seem to be the most stable group to commission something from. Well, and they also, but they, I can't imagine they have contacts with Darius. Really, it would have to be someone who knows about the golems in the first place. Well, he sends them out to pick up the groceries. You know, I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> and the and the dump stuff off at the at the dump yeah, at the at the dump. Yeah. Oh my! Leave his house. Um. All right, so um, Cliff uh, leads you into the junkyard and says, uh, "All right, where'd you spot him at?" I will lead them back to where we found them. Look for the scorch marks. All right, so he leads you back to kind of that dead end area. Uh, And he's like, 
All right, Chunk Punk, come on out. Yeah, see? He, uh, he, he like, kind of bends over and grabs, like, a discarded, like, and broken pot off the ground and starts banging, like, a, a stick against it. Come on! Do we hear anything? You hear nothing. Um, do they usually answer to that? Sometimes. Hey, uh, Brinley, can you locate junk punks? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to locate one of the junk, see, locate junk punk necklaces. Oh, yeah. Or the, or, or the fireball thing. Or the fireball thing. We know Maybe necklaces. Then I think I know how many there are, right? And where they are. So they're wearing them and standing around us hiding. We know where they are. All right. So what do you? What exactly are you located objecting on? Um, a junk punk um, necklace slash insignia. The insignia necklace. Okay. Um. And you have seen it up close within 30 feet at least once. Yes, that's true. Um, all right. Uh, you get a hit on it about 750 feet to the south, Ooh. moving south. Oh. They're on the lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Run. <laughs> they see it now. So uh, to the south, moving south. Why uh, would they be riding a lamb? <laughs> Cliff says, ah, oh, fuck's sake. And he crouches. And then jumps and uh, like spreads his wings and with a mighty flap goes up into the air. Cool. And takes off heading south. <clears throat> Man, I want wings. Start running I'm gonna, direction. yeah, I'm gonna wild shape into something fast. I can't fly yet. Will that screw up your spell? No. Yeah. I'll run. Yeah, I also run. I will wild shape into an out-of-breath kobold. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have All a right. magical mount that you can summon? Yeah. <laughs> well. No. <laughs> he does, though. He does. Well, He's but not going to use it. <laughs> can I, I'll have to look up that spell. You have to remember he had it. I don't think it's like you just whistle and they show up. I think you have to cast the spell, right? Or am I wrong? I thought once you'd summon it, you could just summon it. Is it Fine Steed, the spell? Yeah. I mean, it's a 10-minute spell, too, but... I can We can communicate with each other telepathically when we're within one mile of each other, but... Uh, you're more than a mile away from him at the time. That's what I figured. Oh, you left him at the bar at the tavern. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you all hustle. Uh, kind of takes you a while because you have to kind of go through the winding routes around the piles of junk. Um, I'm going to east shape into a mule like you have going down the Grand Canyon and just kind of like scale these things like or maybe just like a large mountain goat. Yes, large mountain goat. All right, Bradley turns into a mountain goat and just takes off over a, a heap of junk. <laughs> Great. As you all, as you all skirt around. Uh, uh, oh, goat. 
Uh, all right, uh, Brimley, you get there first. Uh, you get over a few heaps, um, and you see uh, Cliff standing there. Uh, he's got um, uh, Weld, the leader, uh, in a set of manacles. I'm gonna go over there and be a happy goat. Cliff just looks at the at you goat goatly and is just like, ah, never, never a quiet day here in the North Ward. <laughs> He says, uh, man, he says, this, this seems like it'd be the point where we'd have a commercial break in our broadcast. Wait, he waits a few minutes, kind of just ignoring you because you're a goat and he doesn't have any idea that you're you. Uh, and then, uh, uh Nithis, I glare at, uh, Weld. Nithis 88 and, uh, Gwyn, you show up. I'll come terrassing around the corner. Out of breath. Yeah. Uh, oh. Like, does, what's that? I at them. Uh, Cliff says, uh, this one turned himself in. Really? That surprises me. Yeah. Well, it's just sitting there. All right. Well, you're accused of uh, breaking and entering, uh, theft, extortion, and fencing. Come in with us. Walt stands up and just kind of looks at you all, shrugs, and starts walking with uh, Cliff. Can I insight check him? Mm -hmm. Does it seem like it's him? Uh, roll me an insight check. From as it's little as I know him. Yeah, if it's actually well, I think is what she's saying. Yeah. So. Uh, insight pretty high. Let me look. You get special goat intuition. Um, twenty-two. Goat tuition. Goat tuition. Seems twenty-two. Seems like him. I mean, just like the guy you met the other day. Oh. Okay. Weird. He doesn't look concerned though. That's. Mm -hmm. That's what's off-putting, yeah. Concerning, yeah. Uh, so, he he cooperative he cooperates and goes back with you guys to the north ward and uh, Cliff says, "All right, let's all get in the let's put you all in a room together and get this sorted out, shall we?" Okay, who's trying out the tongue this time? <laughs> I can't do it. I'm not comedy. Oh no! <laughs> trying out the tongue. Cutting out the tongue. <laughs> That's what we did with what's his face back in New Haven. Yeah. It was a different life. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you interrogate, right? <laughs> That's all I've ever learned. <laughs> this is the only way to play D and D. <laughs> all right, so uh, he leads you back into the uh, to the chaos of the North Ward office and takes you back into a large room. Uh, with uh, a table in it, and he sits you down on the opposite side of the table, uh, and kind of hooks uh, hooks uh, Weld's manacles to the table, and then sits down at the end of the table. He says, "All right, who wants to start?" He's got oh. his uh, "I Hate King's Days" mug back. He's taking a <laughs> sip of it. Well, Weld, do you want to tell us? Where the golem is, putting an end to this 
quickly. Is there a window in the room? No. Okay, I'm gonna like kinda stand by the door and keep an eye out for any sort of mischief that this guy's up to. Well, it says, uh, I've never seen these people in my life. That's a bald-faced lie. Can I inside check him? <laughs> he's lying. <laughs> I mean, you know he's lying because you saw him yesterday. Well, it couldn't have been somebody else. Yeah. Or he could, need to be him. He could have forgotten. Chris, you expect us to trust our senses? <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. You, you expect us to trust anything coming out of your mouth, Chris? <laughs> Ever. <laughs> um, what uh, Cliff says, all right, so uh, y'all want to describe his crimes? Well, we talked about him yesterday. Broke into somebody's house. He stole their golem. And then when we asked them for the golem, they pointed a fire cannon at us and extorted us for something even bigger in order to get information on the golem, which they said they'd already offloaded. <clears throat> He says, what do, you, what do you have to say for that? Well, Cliff, I have no idea who these people are. I've never stolen a golem in my life. I'm going to cast command <laughs> on Weld, okay. and I'm going to say, confess. Oh, good one. <laughs> um, give me just a second here to pull up Weld's stats. <laughs> the wisdom saving throw. Yes, which I can tell you right now, not going to be his strong suit. Just remembered I have fresh strawberries. Oh, yummy. I made banana cake and it's delicious. Made what? Banana cake. All right, so he has a plus zero wisdom save. (laughs) And let's roll for it. Okay. He rolled a 10. That fails. He says, No, actually, Cliff, they're right. I did it. I, our group walked into the old man's house, stole the control rod, then walked out with the golem. And we sold it. And then he kind of glares at you. <laughs> Who'd you sell it to? I have no idea what you're talking about. And Cliff's like, now, uh, normally we uh, we can't really, you know, uh, magically induce confessions aren't aren't uh, you know legally binding. It's oh, all right. We'll just get the information we need, and then you can do it the slow boring way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, well, we we're. We involve the law because we're not going to steal anything or give you a really powerful magical object. Just tell us where it's at and we'll go away. Also, uh, officer, it wasn't you inducing a confession. Hmm. You, you, don't, 
You just happen to be in the same room when the confession was made. <clears throat> he says, uh, well, Gwen, let me tell you what, you know, you, you say that now, he says, but when some sort of mage dominates your person and makes you confess to a horrible crime, I'm sure you will think differently of it. I mean, if I did the crime, I already would have confessed to it because I'm a good person. He says, yes, but they could make you say things that you would never have done before. I've seen it before. 88, does your spell do that? What do you mean? Would, Would your spell make him say something that wasn't true? Potentially, I could, yes. Depending on the command I gave. He says, no, that's sad. I do believe you all. So, you know, obviously we're going to work over good Mr. Weld here until we can, you know. Could you just, like, give us, like, a two-block radius? And that way you wouldn't have told us exactly where it is, but we can find it. <clears throat> Weld thinks about it a second. He says, tell you what, Cliff, you, you get me out of these manacles. Let me go on my way. I'll give these people a location. Mm, no, you tell us before the, the cuffs come off. We're not stupid. He says, I'll look, Cliff. I'll, I, I need Cliff's word. I'm not just going to tell you and then have Cliff arrest me. He says, otherwise, I'm quite adept at surviving pain and dealing with it. What do, you, what do you say, Cliff? I mean, obviously you're going to be dealing with this guy again probably pretty soon. And we're attempting to fix the problem that he caused. At least Cliff says, uh, you know, I'll be honest to you guys. If you drop the charges and you get what you need out of him, that saves me a lot of, a lot of paperwork on the rest day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sound good to us? Well, is he still thinking? Oh, I, I thought Gwen said, does that sound good to us? I was waiting for you guys to respond to Gwen. Oh, I thought he was talking to Weld. Are you talking no, to us? Who are you talking, oh, to? talking to us? I don't care. <laughs> I just, I want to know where this thing is. I think that yeah. would be acceptable. All right. Cliff, do I have your word on it? <clears throat> yeah, sure, whatever. I don't really care. <laughs> I go home at night to an empty bed. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Cliff is having a bad life. Yeah, really? <laughs> Jesus, Cliff. <laughs> Wait me the fuck out. out. <laughs> Um, he says, uh, he says, I, I sold it to the Endros. What's that? He says, uh, he says, they operate a fighting pit on the east side of town. And are they like a gang or? He, uh, well, looks at Cliff. He says, they're an organization type of organization that conducts illegal uh, fighting rings? 
I didn't say it. You said it. It sounds like it's illegal. Is this Fantasy Mafia? Maybe a little bit. Fantasy Fight Fantasy Club. Fight Club. Yeah. Can I Let's insight check him? Sure. Where would we find them? 17. Uh, he seems to be telling the truth. Okay. This is on the east side of town. That is not very specific. Yes. He says, uh, he says, uh, there's a, he says, well, there's an old temple to Solaria on Lookout Hill. You might want to start your investigation there. <clears throat> okay. Thank you. Is there, is there any way we can enter a, a fighter into the competition? He says, I'm, what you, I'm not an Endros. You talk to them. I've done my part. This is a really good voice, by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, do you happen to have the money that they paid you for it? He says, who says they paid me in money? What did they pay you in? That's none of your business. I've done my part of the bargain. Now, Clint. Looks <laughs> like, oh, we need to be fair, he did uphold his part. He pulls, yeah. the pin out, pulls the pin out of the mantle. He says, uh, it's a shame I have a great voice. You'll never see me again after this. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice meeting you. I wish I could say the same. <laughs> cool. Cliff, thanks All for right. That turned out better than I even ever could have imagined. No, we didn't even have to give them like nuclear capabilities. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> so Weld leaves. Cliff says, all right, well, uh, yeah, so. Uh, Good luck with your life, bro. Yeah. He just kind of nods, takes a big sip of his mug. He says, I'm sure this won't be the last I see of you, though, so. Uh, Keep your nose out of trouble. Have, have you thought about, you know, picking up a hobby? And, you know, people do like singing or poetry, things like that. They could help you at the, at the Temple of Chalik. It might get you out there meeting people. He says, uh, he says, my work is my life and my life is my work. Maybe but that's your, why your wife left you. <laughs> we should go. <laughs> I'm really in the corner. <laughs> I've been druid crafting just like a chain with some um, rose and jasmine, lavender and chamomile, very calming, very soothing. And I just trying to place it around his neck. And I go, you take care of yourself. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, just says, no, it was, it was. <laughs> maybe, maybe that is because maybe that is why you will die alone. <laughs> he says, "No, it was the, it was the, it was the demon." He says, "I got, I got, I got work to do." We should go, guys. <laughs> oh. Before we insult this man. <laughs> One cannot overcome their problems until they confront them. I mean, 88 makes a good point. I think we, we leave. And do we? I think we should leave this gun gentleman alone. <laughs> oh, 
I thought we were leaving, but just still talking about it. Cliff just kind of mutters something under his breath, 88, that says, maybe you're on to something there. But it's lost in his mug as he takes another sip. There is a dwarven, a dwarven saying that I learned in my time at Vetka. If you love something, let it go. If it doesn't come back, it was probably a problem with you. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that was a walk of the night. <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, yeah. All right, well, the very helpful Cliff just contemplates that as he goes back to his desk. It's not me, it's you. His wings. He starts just kind of picking at his wings unconsciously. Oh, <laughs> we leave. Yeah. Yes, we do. <laughs> Having further devastated this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hunch we will not. That is not the last we see of Cliff. Nice. <laughs> well, Our- now he has his. Um- sense to, you know, come and see with them a little bit like essential oils and <laughs> Did you just have that pre-made in your bag? No, I drew crafted it. Oh, okay, cool. All right, so Maybe we can help you guys are on the street in front of the Northern Ward Constably office. How long will it take? The Temple of Solari. Yeah. All right, so you head, out, you head to the east side of the city. Um, get directions uh, for the old Temple of Solari, because obviously maybe know where it's at. Uh, however, it is a fairly large building uh, on a hill that overlooks the edge of town. Um, as you, uh, uh, at the bottom of a hill, you see a, a small uh, uh, river running in, uh, flowing into the Eastern River, um, and then sort of fields and wilderness to the east of you. Uh, the temple itself is a, a large building um, that uh, looks to have had some, it's mostly made of brick, but it seems to have some sort of like wooden facade on the eastern side. You get the idea that maybe at some point that was open, uh, but it is no longer. It was just big glass panes, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and uh, and there's a, a doorway. Um, at the bottom of it, uh, and kind of a kind of a big burly Goliath uh, sitting in front of, like sitting next to it, uh, reading a book. Um, before we get close to it, I want to ask. I was just about to be like, "Hi!" <laughs> no, I know that's why I said. Because <laughs> uh, I think if we go in and say, "Hey, you have a stolen golem. We want it back," it's probably not going to go well. I think we should try to get in, and then I can see if I can find the go- or the control rod. Probably because we need that to get the golem. Yeah. And then hijinks. I don't know. That's the <laughs> best. That's the best on my plan. Hijinks. <laughs> okay, so just like straight to it, no negotiating or anything. Well, I mean, I'm sure there will be negotiations at some point. I mean, I'm good with it. But we don't have to make our purpose known before we get inside, because they might not let us inside. We're like, hey, we're here to get stolen goods. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All 
Um, so maybe we tell them we're here to see the fights? Or maybe we're here to enter a contestant and we can ask 88 to fight? Um, 88, are you okay with that? This he seems highly our, illegal. He can be our beard. We're not actually going to fight. Get us and get us through the door. That word. That's not midnight. I don't think it means what you think it means, Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does uh, not. <laughs> all right. Good point. <laughs> I am I really am very tired. <laughs> Barely holding on. I suppose I would agree to this. I do not wish to harm anyone though. Fair enough. Yeah, ideally, we would. None of us would hurt anybody. Yes. I mean, I we're mean the worst you we probably don't even have to fight if we can get in and out fast enough. We'll just say well, you're going to. And your spell is is big enough that it'll cover the whole building pretty easily, right? Yeah, mine's a thousand feet. Okay. Assuming there's no lead in between her and it. Yes. That's right. Can we go ahead and cast it before we walk up. Yeah, I would do that. I'm not going to cast the light as soon as we step outside or right, right in front of the guard. <laughs> can we, can we, we're here to see the fights, and, and he might be fighting. And oh, what spell are you casting now? <laughs> um, impervious to everything. I'm saying, who invited me into my conversation? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's the plan? I think that's the plan. I go up to him and go, hi! He looks up at you and he just says, oh, hell no. And he Aww. just goes back to his book. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for the fights. I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, our, our friend Well said it. said you'd, you'd throw in a fight. You know, we thought, we thought we'd check it out and, and uh, our friend 88 might, might join in. Um... Roll me a persuasion check. Fifteen. He says, I don't know no weld, and I don't know you. Well, who do we need to talk to to get to know you? He says, you are barking up the wrong tree. I say, oops, and I drop on the <laughs> <laughs> he looks at it and he looks at you and he says miss you might want to pick up your money you dropped it on the ground damn it <laughs> where the shot he says this is a members only establishment he says uh, you will need a referral I'm afraid and he cuts closes his book and says that's all I can tell you and I encourage you to go on your way do I sense the control rod? No. Okay. Maybe we should find a bar? Hmm? Yeah, fine. All right. I'm going to skirt around the building when he's not looking. Yeah. <clears throat> See if I can get a position where I can sense the control rod. <laughs> All right, roll me a stealth check. Mm -hmm. 
that's good. I rolled pretty high. Um, 17. Still, 19. Oh, do I also need to roll stuff? Only if you're trying to sneak around the building to, with, with Brindley to scan it. I would probably keep walking away and meet up with her around the corner. Yeah. Um, um, Brindley, you actually, it's interesting. Uh, so you're making your way around the building and uh, nothing, 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 nothing. You get a, a, a brief ping of it. And then as you move to the left, it's gone. But as you move back to the right, you detect it inside. And then you go back to the right, it's gone. <laughs> Are there any windows? Um, everything on the outside of this building is boarded up or paved over. It's the only way in or out of the building seems to be the front door that the guys guard. And the boarded upness seems pretty like nothing tiny can sneak its way in there. Yeah, it's all it's sealed up pretty tight. Well, and is it in front of you or below you? Uh, it's, uh, it is kind of, you'd gather maybe down, in and down. Okay. Um, I'll find the rest of them and be like, maybe we can get onto the roof and then get it. Yeah, Gwen is... It's definitely Gwen, in there. Right? So we go around the street and come up mm -hmm. behind the <clears throat> building. Mm -hmm. So how far away from you is it? How far away was it? <laughs> Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how big this building would be in a moment. Um, <coughs> I'd say it's probably... 300 feet away, 350 feet away. So blowing out the wall is not at all reasonable. And also quite a joke. <laughs> mm -hmm. Also quite a joke. <laughs> so you run outside to blowing off half the building. <laughs> well, I mean, if it was right there, we could just rip off one of the boards and rust in the wall or break a window, but it's it's not right there. So we're, we are going to have find a way in. <clears throat> try the roof? <clears throat> we could try taking the boards off one of the windows. Yeah. Is there anything that anyone can do to like make things less loud? Yeah, I was going to say make it. Oh, can you do pass without trace? No, not today. Doesn't make things um, quieter. <clears throat> um, so are any of, is there any like metal bars closing the window holes or anything like that? It's all boarded up, right? Not that you can see on the outside. <clears throat> I 
but yeah, there's it's interesting. There's no windows. Everything's yeah boarded up or paved over. Um, so there might not even be anything underneath this to rip off to get into. Like if you 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 don't know what's behind the boarded up windows, correct? No. So they do look like windows. Yeah, it looks like the used to be windows. They're boarded up now. Okay. Can I just pry an edge? Not like try to rip the whole thing off, but just pry it and see what's behind it? Um, sure. Roll me a strength check. I knew that was coming. Let's see how strong the sorcerer is. <laughs> that this is going to go great. I have a crowbar <laughs> if you would like to use it. You have a crowbar? I actually rolled a 17. I mean, if you've got a crowbar, <laughs> want to peek and see if see what's there. Um. <clears throat> As you pry the window open, it starts emitting a loud noise. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you seem to have triggered some sort of magical alarm spell. <laughs> uh, what do you all do? Run. Run! <laughs> Alright, so you take off. With your crowbar in hand. <laughs> Sweet, eat it. Back in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do from there? You get, you get a few blocks away. Actually... We should circle around the front. Because circled the guard around to see if the guard, yeah, if the guard yeah. went off to the side and we can sneak in the front. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> so just like go, take the long way around a little bit. Yeah. All right. So you circle back around. Uh, and as you come back around, you see standing out front are uh, a very muscular looking tabaxi. Uh, and another kind of buff human, and then you see coming back out of the alleyway that you guys had pried the board from, your Goliath friend. Mm. Um, yep. I'd say probably a stealth check not to be noticed by him. Retro mm -hmm. <laughs> reggae. Yeah. And it's I'm gonna say I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna just count the groups and then kind of oh, keep your no. failures and successes in mind. I'm gonna use my inspiration on that. I rolled a nat one. Oh. Yeah, I used to use inspiration. Okay, that's better. 14. It's not great. <laughs> but it's not a critical failure. Mine isn't great either. But What'd you get? That. Nine. Nine. 14, nine. Sean and Matt. Eight. Eight. I got a 14. Uh, the Goliath kind of looks at the lot of you and says, hey, Come over here a second. No, no, put it away. <laughs> Idiot's gonna walk up towards them. No, I'll follow. Sure. Let's he see says, what happens. <laughs> he says, uh, you all wouldn't happen to know anything about someone trying the prior window open, would you? Why would somebody do that? Damn it. Roll me uh, deception. <laughs> I know, that's why I said damn it. With disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> is oh, natural twenty. Ooh. Wow. Disadvantage. Um, yeah. So thirteen plus four is seventeen. That's really good. 
He says, I'm just saying it's awful suspicious that y'all trying to get in a few minutes later. <laughs> you know, somebody's trying to break in. So uh, let me just put it this way. Don't try to break in. He says, otherwise you have to answer to me and them and others. I'm going to look at the, uh, like the muscular tabaxi and say, are you a member of this club? The tabaxi looks at you and says, I'm an employee. I'll look, you? At the other, I'll look at the other guy. Are you a member of this club? And the other guy says, yeah. I am seeking a sponsor. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no. Just no, man. No. He's no. really badass. Really we can give you like a little, a little bit of a, a, a example. What's the word I'm looking for? Demonstration. <laughs> Demonstration. Yes. Uh, the Goliath kind of raises a hand, and the guy stops saying no. Um, <laughs> and uh, he looks at you. He says, "Look, y'all don't want to go in there. You're too clean." Yeah, you'd say that, but that's not the truth. And he says, you know, "I'm going to bend down, pick up some dirt, and rub it all over myself." <laughs> He sighs. He says, look, get find someone to sponsor you or, uh, or, or, or don't come back. Do you know anyone who likes winning money that might be interested in sponsoring us then? You ask him, you asking him that? Because mm-hmm. I have no idea what you're talking about. We don't do anything illegal here now. Be on your way. <laughs> no, earning money was illegal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he says, you smell of cop. You don't have any good bars in the area? She smells of whiskey. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well, to be fair, the two... Whiskey and despair! What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, he wasn't being literal, but... But to be fair, a lot of cops do smell like whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> you smell like Cliff. Um, are you asking him if he has a good tavern recommendation here? Yeah. Why not? He says, I don't know. He says, why don't you go south till your hat floats? pretty rude but okay well yeah enjoy i don't know sitting by your door he says i'm gonna enjoy my book what's the book he says he says it's a history of the shadow war good stuff I was hoping it might have been a novel that I'd read and I'd tell what the end yeah. was. <laughs> <laughs> why, didn't, why doesn't it have a shirtless, bearded, or long-haired human in the front? He says, the Shadow War is very sexy. Now leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called the Shadow War. Like, that, that's, that's pretty tight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm out of ideas. Yeah. Uh, we start walking away. Mm. We're having a conversation as we walk. <clears throat> I mean, surely we can find someone who can get us an in. What what races were um, Weld's compatriots? Uh, there was a couple goblins and a halfling. All right, never mind. I was because I've got I've got a disguise kit, so I can try to disguise myself, but. I don't think the snout's gonna go away. <laughs> to be fair, I was, uh, yeah, the snout's kind of obvious. Yeah. Maybe it's gonna stop as we're walking away mm-hmm. and turn around and go back. Uh-oh. I follow. 
I gotta see what's going on with this. I, I follow as well. Although at an oblique angle, because it's better <laughs> to be spread out on the battlefield. <laughs> Just in case. Mm-hmm. All right. 30 feet away is out of fireball range. <clears throat> Is it just the Goliath, or are the other two still outside? Uh, it's just the Goliath again. I'll walk up to him and say, I would like to enter. Again. He says, do you have, do you have a spot? Did you, did you somehow get a, spot, a sponsor? Someone to refer you to this organization in the 30 seconds you were gone? No. He says, then scram. I punch him in the face. <laughs> All right, let's roll initiative. <laughs> oh I'm man! So happy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I somehow knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> I'm so fucking happy. <laughs> and actually, uh, I think that's actually where we're gonna pick up next time because um, okay. because okay. there's gonna be it's not just gonna be him he's fighting. So it's not just gonna be eighty-eight. He's right either. I saw him. Yeah, really. Give him that look that made eighty-eight punch him in the face. I saw it. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I didn't want to be the one to do it again. So I wasn't, but I'm glad it happened because it's the right choice. <laughs> someone, someone, please remind me that when this fight is done, Gwen is going to tell eighty-eight if you're going to do that. You have to say what you say about my mother first. <laughs> then you can punch someone in the face. <laughs> well, I was I not I, I guess I was like 50-50. That was gonna be your tact to get in. 